Coming up on this episode of Brody Even Talk Pinball, Kevin and I have our hot take slash impression. Emphasis on impression of Stern's new pinball, Rush, all that and more coming right up. Double Super Jackpot! Hello. Hello. Hey, there we are. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bro Do You Even Talk Pinball for January 2022. I'm Kevin Manny. That's Nick Lane. What's going on? What is going on, man? Um, we're uh, we're remote. Yeah, things are things are things are a little hectic right now. Um, but we got a new pinball machine to talk about. You so do. That's cool. That's yeah. uh, I don't know if we were going to necessarily podcast this week, but we were kind of talking about, well, we'll see if they reveal Rush, which it sounds like they, they were going to do that last week. So, so here we are. That's the focus of this podcast. Maybe we've got some housekeeping to uh, tidy up first, um, such as uh, partner things. Let's, let's, let's go to that. Uh, do, I, do I know how to do that still? Let's see. Yeah, yeah there we are. Uh, let's start by thanking our premier sponsor, Pin Stadium, pinstadium.com. You get your awesome uh, lighting kits for your pinball machine, like the concert editions that I have on my Guns N' Roses uh, from Jersey Jack Pinball. Use coupon code BUFFALO to save 10% at Penn Stadium. Thank you to Penn Stadium for their sponsorship. Uh, Comet Pinball, CometPinball.com. They uh, make amazing lighting for your pinball machine, so you can light up your inserts, your GI, uh, make it look great. Um, they do awesome kits, too. I like their kits a lot. Uh, I have one of each in my Doctor Who and my Adams family. Big, big fan of those. Titan Pinball, uh, throw out your crappy old rubber rings and replace them with Titan Competition rings, silicone rings for your pinball machine. Uh, they clean up great. They hold up great. They bounce and play like original rubber. So that's why we love them. Uh, use Coupon Code Buffalo to save 10% at Titan Pinball. Pinside, the, our exclusive podcast uh, partner, pinside.com for all the discussion you could possibly want uh, about pinball machines, tons of cool resources too. You get the inside top 100, which is uh, objective fact about the, the best pinball machines of all time. We'll talk about that later about when we come, when it comes to heist uh, Pinside, uh, check them out. You can uh, look up background information, all sorts of uh, historical archival information about pinball machines, uh, pinball raffle. If you want to uh, check out uh, pinballraffle.org. Go to for pinball edu. I'm, I'm not I'm not selling this one very well right now. It's a monthly pinball raffle for a pinball machine to benefit pinball edu and Spinner's Pinball Arcade, their inclusive arcade in Frederick, Maryland. Uh, visit pinballraffle.org to get in on that. You can win one or two, like our friend Small Town Pinball has. And uh, last but not least, Jersey Jack Pinball, makers of the finest pinball machines on the market. Uh, good friends of the channel. Uh, we're big fans of what they do over at Jersey Jack. Small right. town pinball is just a case of the rich getting richer, winning that competition <laughs> twice, getting two free pinball machines. Well, not free. Oh man, I know wow. well, the, tr the wow, trouble. Small is town. He's, he's waiting for a. He's waiting for a um, Godzilla premium now, so yeah. he'll be waiting a while. Here's the math behind that: people are 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 pretty happy when you win the first time. 
not the second time. <laughs> no one's happy for you. <laughs> if, you turn, find, if you can find the one true friend who's who's just excited for you when you win it the second time, there you go. Hold on to that person. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So I, I I guess we should talk about Rush, right? Is there's a new pinball machine in town? Uh, so let's, yeah. let's go over here. Oh, I don't want to show machine. that one yet. I don't want to show this one. I heard it's uh, I heard it's just like Iron Maiden though. I heard it's just a reskin. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Have you have you visited Pinball Enthusiasts on Facebook? <laughs> Oh God, that uh, pinball enthusiast is, I, I think, in the nice way it shows how many new people are in the hobby, right? Like, it's true, yeah. We're, uh, I think, we can be the cranky old guys at this point, right? Like, we're yeah, just, yeah, yeah. maybe I've always been a little cranky and, and maybe a cranky young guy, but uh, now it's just like, you know, it's Groundhog Day. It's watching the same thing over and over again, and then mm-hmm. these the two comments that I love is when somebody's like, "This game looks like." you know, and, and insert whatever other game you want. And, and we'll talk about it. I mean, there's always some truth to that, right? Like, how many pinball machines are there? It's also a John Borg game, and, and Borg has basically, like, I, Kevin, I knew this game was going to look like X-Men before it came out. Like, before yeah. it was released, I was like, it's going to look like X-Men. Because I was just thinking, like, what is Borg up to, like, on his kind of cycle? What he's not touched for a while, and it's that. Which, anyways, we'll get out to all that. So that's, there's always that. And then people, like, lose their shit when they try to compare it to another game. And depending on my mood, that's either amusing or annoying, right? Like, not, and I jump in those threads and just look. Um, and we've been saying that you've had a joke on that in the show for for years because, right? Somebody was comparing um, uh, pirates to Black Rose. Yeah. Right. And they were <laughs> like, and they what they say? Somebody in chat just like, just put it in CAD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's Whip open your CAD. Joke. Yeah, that's an inside there, joke yeah. for uh, Buffalo Pinball. If you ever see me or Kevin or anybody else in Buffalo Pinball, just say, like, just put in CAD, exclamation mark. We're making fun of that concept. That's right. Because right. uh, obviously, they're, you know, my favorite part of Black Rose is the, the moving ship that fires across <laughs> the play field and sinks another ship. I love that part. It's like, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm waiting for the day that a pinball machine is designed, doesn't have a similar shot to any other game. I right. That game's going to be terrible. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It, It'll be, it'll be, there's a reason why certain shots are in certain places you know because they work because they work and um all right we can probably get into that a little bit more and then the other favorite thing on pinball enthusiasts is when um like a theme like rush is announced and people are like oh you know dad rock dad rock first of all dumb dumb listen <laughs> this is fucking grandfather rock i hate to break it to you but like kevin and i are in our 40s and kevin's a dad I, i'm not Kevin, that was like Kevin's dad, like or our dads would listen to Rush. So like what, like dad rock today would be what would be like a dad rock? It'd be like a '90s like band, Nirvana or, or early, something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Nirvana is dad rock. I hate yeah. to, or even like you can e- even go up to like the early 2000s. Maybe somebody likes Fall Out Boy or something. Like Fall Out yeah. Boy is dad rock. Yep. Like let's just update what year it is. It's 2022. Happy fucking New Year. All right. So at least update your terms. It's not dad rock. <laughs> the better rock. term is classic rock. Yes. That's what it's categorized as. And why Stern is picking those themes is because, first of all, Rush is sold as they've been their promo, 40 million albums or whatever. They've been around for decades of producing music. And people today who are younger than Kevin and I are, are still listening to Rush and will continue to listen to Rush. So, listen, the economics make sense. And as somebody astutely pointed out, I think it's somebody, I'm, I, think it's somebody I respect in my friends list or in Pimal community, was like, dude, Stern has been pumping out like fucking comic book hero games. All right. Those are like for teenage boys. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it runs the gamut, right? 
but but literally comic book heroes come on yeah so yeah they're all over the board stop whining and then we always get the uh the the third option the original theme cry that's my that's where i was my favorite yeah. So there needs Where, to be uh, an onboarding process for new people in pinball before they're allowed to post. <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, you can post what you want, like per the community standards, but you know, just let before you say an original theme, understand why what people are going to say back to you and why that there's less and less of those. Even though they're working these days because there's an ungodly amount of money going around in the economy and people are just buying pinball machines like crazy, but. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's what you're gonna get. Like we'll we'll uh, we'll see if we can get some Buffalo Pinball bingo cards. Maybe somebody in Discord. We'll we'll Kevin and I. You can you can consult with Kevin and I, and we'll make uh we'll make bingo cards for the next time a fucking new release comes out, and we'll 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 see who wins. Yep. <laughs> Dad Rock original themes. Dad Rock. Uh, uh, oh, theme. pinball price, pricing is the other price, one. Price, of course. Yeah. Price. I mean, everyone's price is like the free space. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes right in the middle. <laughs> Oh God! All right. All right. Should we, should we look at some pictures here? Yeah, let's get to some pictures. All right, over here. All right. So Rush, uh, this comes to us from Pinball News. Sorry about that. Uh, it says this game is designed by John Borg with programming by uh, Tim Sexton. He was the lead. It includes sixteen of the band's tracks as well as custom callouts recorded by the band members Alex Lifeson and Getty Lee. Additional callouts come from Bare Naked Ladies frontman and fellow Canadian and friend of Buffalo Pinball. Uh, Ed Robertson making a total of 600 individual voice callouts, uh, 16 tracks in the game. So if you're playing along at home, here's the here's the rush songs you get: uh, 2112, Bastille Day, Big Money, Cygnus X1, Far Cry, Fly By Night, Free Will, Headlong Flight, La Via Strangolato. I nailed that one. Uh, Fly By Night, uh, One Little Victory, Red Barchetta, Subdivisions, and Working Man. <clears throat> So if you can't you tell, Kevin's a huge Rush fan. Huge. We're both big Rush fans. Big I know Rush, Rush from like classic rock radio. So I know uh, Fly By Night. I know uh, Working Man, Subdivisions. Um, what's the other one? Um, Tom Sawyer. Why isn't Tom Sawyer on this list? I thought, that I thought, there, was seven, I thought there were 17 songs in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I think they missed Tom Sawyer on here, and that would make 17. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, what site are you concept. reading from? This is Pinball News. Pinball News, come on. You're fired. Oh my God. How dare you <laughs> p- provide free content and get something wrong? I know, come on. Uh, game uses concert footage to supplement music along with multiple custom animations from the graphics team at Stern. Uh, it comes with three models. Imagine that. A pro. There's the pro. Okay, I kind of like the art on the pro. Um, it's a uh, new artist. Uh, I, yeah, let me let me run through the rest of the uh, the design team here. So Michael Bernard is the artist on these. That's his first entry into uh, pinball. Uh, the art looks Sexton. good. The art looks good from like kind of just a stepping back from a perspective, right? Like yeah. you know, but before you get even get into like the detail and stuff, it, it looks it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, I like it's a it's nice. It's custom designed for the pinball machine versus something like Led Zeppelin where they took existing art. And, and applied it to the, the, the machine. Um, this is all original art for the pin, which is cool. Um, Raymond Davidson was also on software. Sound was by Bob. Sound was by Bob Baffy. I don't. I'm not familiar with his work. I don't know if he's new or if he's more of a like behind the scenes kind of guy. Um, pricing. Can we talk about pricing, please? Well, let's <laughs> do that. If we don't, I mean, you got to talk. Not talk about pricing, right? Yeah. Like so the. Uh, uh, Pro is $6,900. I'm going to throw the extra dollar on this just to make it because it's 60, 
$8.99, but $6,900, $9,000 for premium and $11,100 for the LE. So I was like, that seems like a lot. So let's take a look back at one year ago with Led Zeppelin, which launched at the same time last year. That was $6,200, $7,800, and $9,200 respectively yeah. for Led Zeppelin seems like a pretty pretty good deal right now <laughs> well you get the qr code scanner now so that's obvious oh. all the extra money. oh well you, come, you didn't say that come on you get achievements it goes ding now it's fun that's for like I'm... two days until you like max out the achievements that right uh, okay uh, cool it's no that's you know i'm not bragging on achievements i'm but as a home home collector that's not the stern connected is not that great yeah i do for, for, for me for me yeah it's it's fine i feel like the we everybody was excited about the connectivity stuff for like a month and everybody's kind of over yeah. it already maybe maybe that's just me well i mean it's not going to move the needle that much like it, it's like it's great to have like it should be a standard thing in pinball now right like it's just one of those things that should be in there right it's in gaming i mean that's achievements and stuff that's gaming so let's let's jump back over to the uh i'm the i'm fixated on the pricing so i mean the premium <laughs> went up twelve hundred dollars jesus and then the pro yeah. went up the pro, pro the pro increase is not as much pro increase seven well dude was wasn't led seven when it came out like 51 like a little less than that i don't know i pulled that from the uh the launch announcement so oh perfect they then then there you go you got it so the, then, these, these are msrp so your street price is probably a little less right and then here, uh, here it is right here god dude oh my god <laughs> Do yep, you, so uh, that was that uh, are you ever going to buy a new pinball machine again? Maybe one every so, five years? It's crazy. Like, it's hard to like wrap my mind around trying to pay these prices for a new pinball machine. Is that why you're looking for a new uh, job or position? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you got to get a second job. <laughs> buy a pinball. Jesus. Like, you know, like you can never get ahead. You're just on this treadmill and uh, the, the treadmill starts going faster and faster, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the good part is that I've already got money invested in pinball that I can cash out and sell a machine and to get something new because the old machines are going up in price too so yeah well there you go you're, you're following that guy's uh who calls a skinny guy and bald guy you're following his investment strategy then was that it i forgot i forgot well, he, he calls pinball investment investments i know you oh, i know right. you're not saying that i'm just yeah, yeah. I, it's just a jab at him because he's yeah what he's talking about i mean the uh it, i buy pinball machines i like because i want to play them right. the side benefit is that they're not worth more than they were when i bought them so they're just keeping yeah. pace with the price of everything else going up, thankfully. So, yeah, I saw like um, I messaged you the other day because flipping out um, has like a bunch of, of pinballs. And like it was kind of cool that he posted all the pricing that he has. And I'm sure he'll sell all these. But like there's I think I used Iron Maiden Pro for like eight thousand dollars. And I'm not looked on Pinside for like what Iron Maiden Pros are going. But I, I'm sure, you know, it's always going to be a little bit more probably from a, a, a distributor dealer. But I'm sure he'll sell it. <laughs> like, yeah. The the idea of like an Iron Maiden Pro being eight thousand dollars is just um, God. You know, you know, prices are going to go up. But even, even like, even knowing that, I have trouble wrapping my head around it. Still, like, it's just like you, you blink, and you, you even get used to what prices were six months or a year ago, and then they go up again. And you're like, I can't. I really just can't. I can't do this. Can't figure it out honestly it's really got me like hyped for the next p3 release i can get a brand new game for a couple thousand bucks i was like that's a freaking steal now 
they but their pricing model if they can get if they can start cranking out releases you know their their model is gonna i think with all this inflation it's gonna uh, it's looking more and more attractive over time i don't uh, know i mean so i mean kyle um I, I try to look at the chat once in a while so kyle bassa longtime viewer and contributor uh can we all agree that their cost of manufacture didn't actually go up more than 200 dollars, but they figured they'd make an extra 1000 i i i i don't know like i mean there's 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 so much money flying around in the economy um and stern be stupid not when they're looking at the pricing not to increase more than the cost of manufacturing but i'm sure cost of manufacturing has also become extremely difficult in this environment with like uh supply shortages i mean the, what what is like the hardest thing to make like in this environment it's got like a pinball machine's got to be incredibly hard with sourcing all the parts and trying to get the parts you could just be missing a few parts and like your thing's going to be held up let alone also trying to attract workers in this environment. You've got the workers getting sick. You've got workers getting basically paid to stay home. Um, it's just not a, a high wage job to be on the assembly line of a pinball machine. So there's just, it's like everything. It, it's just like, not like one thing. It's just everything is going on right now. And um, I don't, I don't think we're going to be settled on this. I'm sure Kev a year from now, we're going to have a, this discussion again and the prices are going to be higher. I, I'd put yeah. money on that. Oh, for sure. And you know, not to mention like, there's just so many opportunities for jobs right now. So like if the people working in the assembly line, that's, it's part of the, the great resignation where people are just like up and leaving and going to whatever job they want because there's so much availability of jobs. So if there's something that's a little bit better that's nearby, they can go and make more money, you know, working at McDonald's or whatever, um, you know, because those line worker jobs are not super high paying, I'm sure. Um, so there's just more options for the, the workers. So labor costs go up and, that slows down production, which increases their overall costs. So there's, just, there's so many layers of things right now. So what's this toe says based on the uh, ads he sees living in Chicago, Stern has increased their base pay. So it has not some, increased has their not, base pay. Said. Yeah, yeah. For the jobs. So who knows? So. All right. So, there you go. <laughs> Back to the game. Uh, so that's the pro looking good. Um, uh, so the backlash has the owl on there. I don't, I don't know the significance of all the the symbolism from the band, uh, but that's that was on one of their album covers. I got shared in the Buffalo Discord. On the side is a, you know, a cartoon rendition of the band uh, with uh, Neil Peart's ridiculous uh, drum set there, looking good. Can I just um, say um, before I forget one more thing about pricing? Um, and this is this is a PSA from our unofficial sponsor Arby's. I saw at the rest stop. <laughs> This week uh, um, on the throughway that they're offering seventeen dollars an hour. Isn't that so insane? That, like that's all you need to know. Yeah, I'm I'm so old that like I don't know what uh, minimum wage was when you first started, but for me it was four twenty five an hour. Oh shit! <laughs> I started in ninety six, so whatever it was then. But yeah, yeah, you I were mean, probably like five bucks or something. Yeah, RB is seventeen dollars an hour. Boom. Go do it, kids. You know, get yeah. that money. Get that beef. Uh, exactly. Uh, Michael Bernard of Sunbird Designs did the, the artwork. Uh, so this is the premium. It's got the Rush logo. It's looking very spacey and, and wintry on the sides. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool, like purplish uh, theme to this one. Uh, and then the LE has kind of, I would call it a steampunk vibe to it. Lots of gears. The uh, side armor is a, like a cutout of a guitar with gear edges to it. Um, the back glass has more gears and, uh, you know, random rush stuff on it. 
down. There you go. Those are your, those are your three models. It's got the expression lighting only in the LE. That's the other thing that makes that $9,000 premium harder to swallow because on Zeppelin, if you bought the premium, you got the expression lighting, right? Yeah, this is that was a really bizarre choice. It was re that's really weird to me because I don't know, man. Like for that that huge increase in the premium, and you're going to take the expression lighting out, and it doesn't seem like the features from the pro to the premium are that significant, right? For the price increase, like it's like pushing people to the pro. So yeah, I I, I that, dude, that's like would squarely push me to the pro easy. Yeah, because you could buy the expression lighting. Just get that, put that on the pro. And there you go. What what is like what is the compelling reason to get a premium from the pro uh so here's here's what's different on the le uh so the le has a the expression lighting system the side armor the mirrored back glass uh foil cabinet decals upgraded audio system shaker motor non-glare playfield glass certificate of authenticity by gary stern designer autograph on the bottom of the apron and sequentially numbered. So those are all the things that it has over the, over the premium. Um, the main play field differences are, here's a look at the play field. There's um, a ramp in front of the uh, time machine that goes up and down. So there normally the is, ramp would just be always up. Uh, it's always up on the pro. Yeah. Okay. Who gives a shit if it's down? <laughs> there, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I mean, that's just like my, that's just, uh, oh, God, Kevin, we didn't even preface this again. Hot take. Hot take impression, not a review. Not somebody's, a already, somebody's already written a YouTube comment. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> even though I said in the intro, we can't win because we're going to clip this. Yep. All right. Well, yep. There we go. Well, you got it, you got it mid, uh, mid, mid impressions this time. Uh, yeah. So what's weird about that is uh, if you think about Mando on the premium LE, there's like that scoop ramp that moves up and down. And when it's up, it gives you a different shot. But when it's down, you get a little like turnaround uh, shot to the ramp. Yeah, this, which is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, so you get two different shots, which is cool. I this, when the ramp goes down, there's nothing there. It's just a dead end. Like you clunk into whatever metal is at the bottom of that. And then it comes, and then it comes and, right back at you. Right. Like, it, exactly. like it, it's like you know, like a, so. A lot of John Borg has like the straight up the middle shot. You know, uh, Metallica, mm -hmm. Walking Dead. So it'd be like hitting Sparky without the magnet and just clunking back at you. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow, really? That seems kind of. Mm -hmm. uh, are you sure? I'm not missing something because that yeah, doesn't no, seem like I, a, that doesn't seem like a feature. Let me see if there's a. Uh, actually, I got the the stern picks over here. Let me see if there's a. Well, Neil Neil played the premium. Neil McRae played the premium uh, last night, so maybe Neil can uh, uh, let us know in chat if I'm if I'm off base here. Obviously, the impression. All these picks are with the the ramp. Up. It's a nice looking game. I mean, yeah, it is for, for sure. Yeah. They're not showing it down. Neil, what's what's your uh, quick uh, quick take? Do you think the there's significant differences between the pro and the premium? If you've only played the premium, I mean, I guess maybe you, you won't be able to give a great answer. So there's a, also a uh, <clears throat> ball lock behind the drop targets on the left. Um, let's see. see so Neil agrees sure with my assessment. There you go. Yeah. There you go, chat. Neil there's, knows what he's talking about. The drop targets on the left here, and behind there, it's got like the the link uh, lock from Avatar. Think uh, of that. I like that. So that's on the uh, premium. It's premium got like a, it has a yeah. it has a link lock behind the targets. 
Yep. That's cool. I like cool. I've always liked that feature on Avatar. Yep, that's a neat thing. And then there's a, a vertical up kicker that returns the ball to a wire form. Yeah. Um that is not on the premium. It's sort, of, it, it's sort of like that as you were saying, I saw I saw a video of the gameplay yesterday and it, it's sort of like the concept in Led Zeppelin with a third flipper. One's like a one's like a um shot to nowhere, right? Where it just comes back and the other one is it actually returns to the flipper. Right. right. Okay. So, so those it's are still really hard uh get up to the premium i mean the only thing is like the the avatar lock seems cool but then you don't even give expression lighting so i don't know i know yeah and i guess this clock is not on there on the premium le you know, or I mean, it's get, not out there on the pro but it doesn't actually do anything yeah i mean if you're a huge rush fan right mm -hmm. like you know the le's are just you know good luck getting an le right so the the, the premium and then the expression lighting kit will kind of put you there and and maybe you do that but this is this is one of those games where i think the compelling case is for the pro especially with the pricing the way it is it, yeah that tends to be a for, for uh borg's designs the pros are always really solid i feel like there's not huge gameplay features missing out of them in general it seems like uh you know it's mostly cosmetic and, and style stuff um yeah neil says the clock signals time in some of the modes which is which is a cool toy but you know you just put that under the display, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Again, it is, it's, I'm looking at pictures that you got up. It, this is a nice looking game. And like, it's kind of cool how each model, um, they're, they're definitely differentiated. And I think they all look good, right? The art looks good on all of them. Yeah. There's, there's a cohesive style. It's, uh, it's a nice package overall. It's, it's cool to see some new, uh, new talent coming into the pinball art scene yeah. too, you know, different yeah, takes sure. on pinball style um so it's did you did you uh get to see any gameplay of the stream or no i i i have not had much time so um i watched five minutes right like i've, I've been i've been i've been scrambling and so busy so I, I saw like five minutes of play i have i don't really have a good impression of this game yeah so the sound it was i mean i so if you if you watch that promo video where they did the um, call outs with Getty Lee and um, the other dude, <laughs> sorry 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 Rush fans, um, they uh, so they got they got Rush in the studio. They got them yeah. working on uh, all the call outs and and Ed Robertson was kind of guiding them through you know what the call outs mean and why they should care and so yeah. it, 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 two things there like it's cool to have somebody like Ed who's really into pinball who understands it. And also, he's a huge fan of that band, right? So he, he understands what fans of the band will want in a pinball machine. Um, the fact that the band was involved, kind of like with Guns N' Roses, like you see all of these additional assets and, and things that are available for the pinball machine versus a game like Led Zeppelin or Beatles, where it's like, okay, here's what you get, and that's it. Um, you're going to get like these X number of songs. You know, we have 17 songs here versus like 10 in Led Zeppelin. And there's only a handful in Beatles. Um, so you see the benefits of, of going with these bands who are more into it, right? Even though they might not have the... Uh, Rush doesn't have the, the draw of a Beatles or a, a Led Zeppelin, maybe, because they sold, you know, uh, not as many albums. But, uh, and I think, I think the Beatles, the, uh, the Rush um, demographic, uh, there's, there's folks in commenting that, overseas they don't know who rush is so i don't think they had that global reach oh really i didn't know that bands have had yeah okay so 
Alex and Getty. Sorry, sorry, Alex, I forgot, I forgot your name. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a plus that makes uh, the game more appealing, especially for for big fans of the band. Um, display and lighting. The display work did not wow me, but that's not really a surprise with certain games in general. It's like, okay, you get what you get. It's cool that they have the the concert footage, um, but the the original like stern work was just kind of like, eh, it was like it's fine. It gets it gets the job done. I would say it got the job done. Um, the the thing that struck me about the gameplay was like it didn't. It, I always have a hard time figuring out what's exactly going on from a stream, like rules wise, but it didn't seem like the game was doing a great job of um, directing you and showing you what to do. I don't know if that's a like a Tim Sexton, Raymond Davidson thing, or if it's a tournament player thing. I don't know if you find that with Zeppelin, if it took you a while to figure out what was going on, or if somebody had to explain what was going on to you before you really got it. Yeah, well, you and I went to play Zeppelin, right? Uh, on location, I really didn't know what was going on. But I mean, that was like playing it on this like terrible location for a half an hour at best. Uh, so when I saw Raymond Davis's tutorial video on Led Zeppelin, totally got it, right? Like it made sense, it clicked, and like, um, I don't know, it, it, it just worked, right? Like I'm never really confused by the rules on that game. I, so I have no, I, I know nothing about the rules on this game, but I, I do like what Tim and Raymond did on Led Zeppelin. I, I think that those two did a really good job. So I look at this game and I've always liked the shots on X-Men. Like, I think that's, that might be my favorite Borg design because it's like more of a flowy, X-Men's like more of a flowy Borg game, right? You know, like he's got a lot of games that are, are dangerous and they have some flow shots, but there's a lot of shots that are coming back at you quickly. X-Men, you can, you can certainly play a little bit longer, but X-Men just wasn't a good game in my opinion from the rule standpoint. It was kind of clunky rule-wise. So seeing that this is like X-Men, if it, if it has kind of those flowy elements, then uh, it, it might be something that I'm interested in, right? Like, I think it was Neil in chat who said this is like X-Men with better rules. And that alone, somebody tells me that, that alone has me thinking, huh, okay, let me let me pay attention to this game. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's something that finds its way in my collection, even though like I'm sort of neutral on Rush. Like Rush does like absolutely zero for me. And I, I, was, I, was, ask, I was talking to you the other night about this and I'm like, I was asking how you feel about Rush, and I was like, I, I listen to the music, man, and I just don't, I don't get it. It's not, it's not pushing any buttons or flipping any switches. Like, I'm not like, oh, I hate this. This is terrible. I'm just like, man, it just does it. It doesn't click whatsoever. I'm like, I can't believe how this popular this band is. But then again, Neil McRae, he's getting a lot of shoutouts. He's being very active and helpful. Thank you. <laughs> he was saying like they're unheard of in in Europe. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. And you told me that uh, I was like, who likes so. What kind of people like Rush? And you're like nerds. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's nerd music. And, and, and like I know, like in the in the greater perspective, I'm a nerd. World, I can say that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like I'm a, I I checked like some of the nerd boxes, but like you know, I, this one it doesn't. I guess it's a. I'm only a nerd to some extent. Like I haven't crossed like some other like level where like this music is really getting me going. I'll do some nerd. I'll give me some a Weezer pin. That's like nerd yeah. rock, right? But like it's yep. like I would do that. <laughs> That's my the dad rock game, not grandpa right. rock. Just uh, ball search in chat said it's like Tron. Is this is not Tron? This is X Men. It's not Iron Maiden. It's not whatever other comparisons people have made. This it's X Men. 
it's it's a modified x-men layout yeah. so i mean tron was like x-men came out after tron i think it was his immediately his next game mm-hmm. and x-men what when people could, were talking about x-men the playfield they're like well the he kind of mirrored tron but then added some other shots and i think it's right. a better i think it's a better version of tron with that so that layout he he played with that layout mirrored it and, and made it a little bit different but yeah so i that comment that it's tron is, is not a terrible comment because x-men is a kind of a mirrored version of tron with some additional shots and i think an improved version of tron uh but this is this maps cl- way more closely to um to x-men yeah 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 for sure so, yeah so if you're looking at a board game that you that uh that this compares to it's definitely it's definitely x-men it's, it's, slappy it's, white's it, comment is the best it, it's x-men with uh the uh portal shot from uh, austin powers up the middle basically <laughs> you know the, the time machine from austin powers well also um time machine from austin powers and also i guess lord of the rings people were comparing that to yeah but how it, dare it, he use a great toy, a toy from 20 <laughs> years ago I know. how dare he oh my god <laughs> Does he I know. know that the statute limitations on toys is is twenty five years plus? Yeah, that's, that's all you get. You can use it once. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be at least thirty years old. I mean, then then when it comes back, it's like, oh, cool. Uh, 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 what's yeah, a, a very target is in a new game. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, see no, one of those listen. If he if 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 Borg busted this out three years later after using that thing, then okay, you can you can start criticizing twenty plus years. He's good. I think yeah. over ten years are good. 10 years you can recycle some stuff (laughs) um you gotta make these guys lives a little easier too you know yeah Yeah. it's like okay as long as it's a fun toy right as long as it's a fun toy let's uh and it applies to the theme it definitely does here yeah as far as as much as i know about time machines and rush it seems it seems to it seems to apply time machines seem to be a thing for them and uh that's it's a good time machine all right okay can we agree on that um Rules and lastability, we don't really know. The the uh, the gameplay looks good. I mean, from a shot perspective, it looked like a, a fun, fast shooting game. The the one thing that I noticed was it seemed that's so that scoop. Let me let me jump back over to um, the pictures here. So the scoop, there's two scoops here, um, and one you can shoot from the side flipper, and the other one you can shoot from the bottom flippers. This the the one you shoot from the side flippers, the ball ten, tended to like just kind of fall in there a lot um or at least more than i was expecting so i don't know that was that was unusual um there there's a shot under the flipper back to the shooter lane i don't did x-men have that or no what so what was the what was the shot that you're talking about the under flipper shot where you shoot it back to the shooter lane no i don't think you had that so that that's another new shot that's on here um so that was cool uh and obviously x-men didn't have to lock behind the drop targets or anything like that so there's some some different stuff um the diverter at the top i don't know if you saw that work at all but behind the time machine there's a ramp diverter uh folks are saying that was similar to radical so there's your other uh this is just like x game uh comparison but when you shoot that ramp in the bag it can divert to the right and when it did that it was really slowed the ball down and it seemed to slow it down so much that you could just like hold the flipper up and trap the ball um because it was moving pretty slow so uh, that was interesting. So that might make for long uh, tournament play if people can exploit that and do a quick uh, post stop or just even hold the flipper up and, and trap the ball. Um, 
Um, so is, is Rush going to be the new best game ever because it's the newest game? Oh, yeah. God, Godzilla is no longer the new yeah. best game ever. This is yeah, the, the best game ever. Yeah, there, there can't the be Holiburgs. more than one good game. There only has to be one perfect game. But it's game always and... the newest game. Yeah, Either the newest the... game is the best game ever or the worst game ever. Correct. So okay. some are saying it's the best game ever. I'm sure there are other people that say it's terrible and why would you make a Rush game? But, um, you know, comments are like, you know, throw Guns N' Roses in the trash. This is the Guns N' Roses for Rush and blah, blah, blah. You know, Zeppelin wishes it was this game and all, you know. <laughs> you know how it you know how it goes. We've been down this road before. Yeah, so um I don't know, but I I well, guess if you order rush now, you'll get rush. Is that the deal? <laughs> and then if you wait three months, then you'll get it in twenty twenty five. Pretty much. That's why uh, you know, the LE sell out because people want the game immediately so they can have the gotta have it now. Oh my god, shiny new thing. Don't make yeah. me wait for the premium in twelve months or whatever whenever that'll come out. Is this a game that you would consider for uh, your location on route? Um, I just, the economics of routing pinball during this time, it's just, there's, I, I want to answer your question, like, but the caveat is, it's just like, things aren't good economically on, on route. Yeah. Um, all right. But like, to your question, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think the theme, the theme alone is not good for location pinball for the average person. It's not. Unless you live in Toronto. Unless you live, right, correct. If I was <laughs> operating in Canada, then sure, sure. I don't even know if like, if you put it in a place in Canada where like 20 year olds go, if that would work, right? Like I'd rather just, I mean, maybe Godzilla's a, I'm sure a better theme and I don't know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, probably even those kitty. I don't I don't know. It's just not a good I don't think it's a good route theme. Yeah. It would be good for Mr. Chow's, maybe. Because they have maybe, a rock vibe. Right, maybe, and only because it has a rock vibe, right? Mm. But even even then, I mean, people going up to it. Well, whatever. At that place they play every game equally, pretty much. Yeah, but the, when Godzilla dropped, they were like, All right, we need one of these. They did, I assume you didn't get contacted by them to say, oh, we need to rush immediately. No, don't, don't say anything because we're not in a position. <laughs> all right, all right, fair. But yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're a Japanese-themed. Yeah. Bar, they right? have a huge yeah. Mechagodzilla on their wall. Correct. Even before the pinball machine Cor came out. So correct. So that's yeah. a no-brainer. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. That's our impression of, of Rush. Anything else on Rush before we move on? No, I will just add to like Nuovad. It says the pro isn't fifty two hundred dollars anymore. Forget routing this machine. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like that is uh I'm gonna bang this drum every time you ask me or anybody asks me about routing and pinball, it's like the price has gone up on these machines twice in a year at least. And it's probably gonna go up next year. And yet what are we supposed to charge for pinball pricing? So now you're gonna ask us you know, you increase the price by a thousand dollars. You're going to ask us to, you know, just delay our profits even more. And it's just like, it's crazy. And then you know, with COVID, less people are going out. It's just not a, this around here, it's not a good time for operating pinball at all. Like you just get squeezed as an operator. Oh, I was supposed to talk on the podcast about operating, but kind of forgot about that. So we'll have maybe another podcast where it's like, here's a concerted time. I'll give my thoughts on operating, but I've always done that, right? Like almost every episode, every other episode, especially when I release with pinball, uh, you ask a good question about operating and, and people want some insights to this. 
So it, yeah, it's tough, man. I don't know how other operators are, are doing, but I think you're absolutely, if you're an operator, you think about operating, you're making a terrible mistake if you're not charging at least a dollar and you need to get rid of like the two for three plays like that. That's, I, I'm just gonna, that's stupid. Like you're, you're being stupid uh, if, you're, if you're doing that. And now maybe there's some good counter example out there. I, I talk in kind of broad terms, um, but who doesn't, when the, when the cost of purchasing things, all right, that you're making money on, who doesn't pass along some of that cost to the customer? Otherwise, you're just not going to do this anymore. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really weird time in pinball. I mean, it's a weird time in, in the economy and life anyways, but it, like, I can see it front seat, like really weird time in pinball, really weird time. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I know people want people want it to be 1980 and pinball machines cost 25 cents to play. Still, you know, it's just sure. not possible Dude, when you're we'll, paying prices for a pro, which that the LE used to be only a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, we'll get the inf inflation calculator out and stuff, and we'll look at you know, and, and what, what Black Hole was the first game I think that charged 50 cents, something like that, and that was like in 1980. I'm I'm probably off by like a year or a game, but like, you know, let's just say 1980. That's close enough. Pinball went to 50 cents. And now it's only a dollar. That doesn't make sense. With forty years later, and it's only double the price to to play, makes zero sense. And these games have to have become more expensive. They have way more features. Way more features. People aren't rushing out to buy a black hole right now. They're rushing out to buy the newest game with the lighting and all that shit. So, yeah, people just need a reality check. And uh, um, my philosophy is that if somebody complains about pinball being a dollar then they're not really interested in playing much pinball anyways um and and if they if they hit complain just send them over to me and i'll talk to them i'll just have to <laughs> i'll just have to put out a video about the economics of of pinball and location pinball and just just like refer them to that like, just go see this all right you know like <laughs> you're like gonna it. go to you're gonna go to the bar and buy an eight dollar fucking beer and then complain that the pinball pinball is a dollar on a machine that's Fifty nine hundred or sixty nine hundred dollars? Are you out of your mind? Like, that's not. Then pinball's not for you, man. That's like that's that's all it is. Go play something else. <laughs> Go play ski ball or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Um, all right. That's it for for Rush. Uh, looking forward to playing it as always. New pinball machine, always fun to play. Um, always interesting to see the uh, the initial responses and reactions. But um, to be continued. All right. Oh. Other news happening in pinball. What's up? A text <laughs> yeah, beers, $8 fucking beers, his favorite flavor. <laughs> that would be a good name. No one's yeah. taking that name for a beer. Like, uh, you know, so there you go. $8 to, fucking uh, beer. Do a partnership with CBW. The can is one. just a $8 sign on it. And everywhere you go, it's $8 <laughs> for a fucking beer. <laughs> it's great. It's it. great humor. All right. Some news coming out of Multimorphic. Uh, they added two uh, high level tournament players to their uh, arsenal of. Employees, Bowen Karens, Colin McAlpine, both uh, former pop, like Bowen won Papa, uh, Colin won Pinberg. So, uh, and Colin has, so Bowen is formerly of Spooky Pinball. He's no longer working with them. He's now consulting with, with Multimorphic. Colin had been uh, working with Multimorphic a little bit, you know, casually, uh, informally on, on previous. Uh, titles with multimorphic but now this makes it official so it's cool to see 
Multimorphic expanding their team. Uh, this is a quote from Pinball News. They say, we asked how, given the physical distance between their homes, they would be able to collaborate effectively. Told, them, told us that our development team was already spread out across the world. We use collaboration tools to share files and edit documents. We communicate heavily by messaging and conference tools. Communicating isn't an issue. The bigger challenge is getting everybody on the machines with early play fields so they can see how the rules are progressing and come up with changes. But we ship things out as necessary, and we also leverage live streaming and video sharing. Um, with a pipeline of upcoming titles, we asked if Bone and Colin would concentrate their efforts of separate games or whether they would work together on future titles. Jerry said the company would be flexible, but in general, they, generally, they would work together. He said, it depends on the depth that we want in each game and also how many games we're developing in parallel. Our design process generally involves everybody on the team. We all have a voice in the entire creative process, but when our decisions need to be made about uh, rules, we'll generally defer to them. Right now, they're both providing input on all of the games that we're developing. So <clears throat> there you go. That's, uh, that's some news out of Multimorphic. The other thing they're working on is um, they just launched a update for Sorcerer's Apprentice, uh, which they added 60 more callouts from the Sorcerer. So he's talking more trash at you as you're playing. Uh, a lot of those were community contributions. So in the Discord and on the pin side thread, they were asking for uh, callout suggestions, and a lot of those uh, made it in. So um, good to see that. Another uh, code update news Spooky just dropped a couple big code updates for um, Halloween and Ultraman. 1.05 adds a new expert level modes for, for both games. Um, so there's a YouTube video of uh, Bug from Spooky going through all the rules and showing how to get to those. I thought it was, it was, they call them expert level modes, but you only had to like complete two modes to get to them. I was like, it doesn't seem like much of a challenge to get there. And then once you get there, there are these, these, these very long modes that, with no timer. So you're kind of stuck in them, it seemed like. But uh, I still haven't played either game, uh, I guess, to be determined on that. Do we know uh, anybody that has that game? I don't want to play another spooky game personally. Yeah, so I, I have like very little interest for... in, in trying it. Yeah, <laughs> Not, it's little, let's just put it like I, I do want to play it, but right. it's like I say that and it's like at the bottom of the list, right? There's way other many more things I want to get to before that. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to playing it. I don't anticipate uh, really enjoying the game based on what I've seen. Of it. So that, that lowers my excitement to play it. Either one of those. It just has um, to be not terrible when you step up to it and, and play it. Like, this is yeah. not, not horrible. Yeah, hopefully the ball stays on the play field. That'd be nice. You know? that, that would be nice. Don't fall into the cabinet. Um, but I think James is getting a Halloween sometime. So we'll, we'll play it over there, maybe. Uh, our, our good friend James. And from JJP, there, it's been, been in quiet December from JJP, but they put out a, a holiday podcast. Uh, they have a Jersey Jack Pinball official podcast. And you get to hear from uh, a bunch of folks who work there. And, you know, they all talk about exciting new things coming in the new year. So um, I think a couple of folks hinted at two games. I know they've been hinting at two games a year for like three or four years now, and it hasn't happened yet. But maybe maybe 2022 is the year. They're going to they're gonna make it happen. So looking forward to seeing what's coming from, from JJP, as always. All right. And before we wrap up our uh, manufacturer uh, roundup, we, we have one more critical, the one you've all been waiting okay it's a ballerama let's let's take a look at what ballerama has been up to okay um if you're not if you haven't been uh, keeping up this is a uh company out of australia that's trying to take your money for a pinball machine that doesn't exist so um let's see this this was a good one um 
Um, they posted a video on Facebook giving an insight, I-N-C-I-T-E, into Barbara, Barbara, their artistic director. Barbara's so, going to arts and crafts the shit out of that game. I mean, look at that look room. At She's ready to make pinball machines. Oh She's going to put God. some felt and, and yarn and stuff on that play field. Looks like, like she that. robbed a Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> So she's going to incite a riot or something, I think. Uh, so that's Barbara. That's their holiday greeting. This was, uh, what's his name? The dude uh, Ian. talking about Ian. Ian. That's right. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Ian. We, nothing but, oh, and you pointed out his shirt selection here. He's, he's he, wearing he, a, <laughs> go for it. He fancies, he's got a Leonardo da Vinci shirt on, which he, I'm sure he fancies himself as Leonardo da Vinci. He's not done anything in pinball, but why not? He's going to be the Davinci of pinball, yeah. This is, Kev, we got a lot of content coming from these guys, and I just want to give them a shout-out and thank, and thank them. Keep it up. All right. Keep it up, they, it. which they are. They are. They're not, they're not stopping. So they're not that's stop. what that whole video was about. Can't stop, <laughs> won't stop, until uh, they don't have any money, and then they, and they have to stop. Okay. Uh, the, oh, this, this, this one. Oh, my Lord. Okay. This is, this is the good one. So uh, this is Ian saying he's out of lockdown and getting out to play uh, pinball again. So he wants to play. Attack from Mars on location. Cool. That's fun. Uh, got, got a great score, according to him. Uh, so this was the uh, Bally's Attack from Mars, the original from 1975. I love that. I love that version. They, like, uh, they were way ahead of their time, let me tell you. <laughs> well, it was, it was from 75, 76, you know, yeah. thereabouts. Thereabouts. Yeah. They went from no, electromechanical sure. machines. If it's 75 or 76, you know, <laughs> they went, they went are still arguing over. Well, did it, you know, it came out technically in 75 because some people were playing in 1975, but really the public got to play it in 76. So, I mean, Ian's just covering the bases there. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I was looking at the comments on there. Uh, Nudge Magazine in the comments on Instagram says, didn't Attack from Mars come out in the 90s? <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe this is where he realizes his mistake, right? He uh, doubled down. And he goes, there was a remake, but this was the original. Holy <laughs> shit. Quite a simple game, really, but some novels shaking markets activated at times. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's just save that. Save that. And just we're going to put that up on the end of every podcast just as a yep. blank screen. <laughs> so, so many crazy cat guys. It did. Pinballs didn't look anything like this in the 70s. Pinballs? The remake came out in 2017, and the original is 1995. Yeah, much amazing. That's a, oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, there you finally figured it out. Dead right. Sorry, I was only 20 years out. Hmm, yes, the machine doesn't even look like the 70s. Swear, I saw a 1976 badge near the Bally tag. Wow, dude, <laughs> this guy. This is this is amazing. This is um, is this real, Kevin? This is real. This is real life. I mean. Somebody who knows nothing about pinball, if I took them to the basement, I've got a couple games from the late 70s, like 1980, right? And I'd, and I'd be like, go to a game like Attack from Mars, let's say. I'd show them like some games, like, what, what decade do you think this came out? I bet they could do a better job than Ian. I bet they, can, I bet they wouldn't say the 70s. This is somebody making these claims like they're going to revolutionize <laughs> pinball and bring never-before-seen things to, to, to pinball. You're, you're going to love it. Never, never. Things, he's gonna bring things that he's never seen. That's right. the that's where we've gotten this wrong. We owe him an apology. He's Ian's never seen these things. He's gonna bring things into his machine that he's never seen, which is very limited. So I 100 percent right. believe he's gonna achieve that goal. Definitely throw money at their Kickstarter. That's all. That's all. I, yeah. With with uh, 
you can be confident doing that. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. Oh, okay, that's the end of that one. Um, that's great. Yeah, I didn't know. I saw the um, I saw the post where he fucked up the 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 dates, mm-hmm. but then I didn't see the comments where he's doubling down on it, which is just like it wasn't just a typo. Like that's the amazing thing. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes, but also as a company that's asking for like millions of dollars, like you kind of don't want to make these mistakes, ideally. Especially when you've been criticized left and right, like by the pinball community. That's when you tighten things up. He's doubling maybe, down. Maybe when somebody says, didn't this come out in the 90s? Instead of just being like, nah. Maybe, maybe do a quick Google search. I don't nah, know. I got this. I'm Ian. I'm Da Vinci. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's like the like a random pinball chat. It's like one of the most popular games ever made. Like one of the top <laughs> games of all time. It's not like some random, like, you know, pistol poker or something that they made a couple hundred of. Uh, well, it's not like there's um, this 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 thing that we have this this piece of technology where you can just type things on a keyboard and get an answer like in two seconds. That's crazy. You know, uh, you know, that would require some research. And by research, I mean that's like the really lowering the bar to call research. Goop, putting something in Google, but <laughs> it's research. Uh, all right, so we're not done yet. Uh, why this was good? So why so serious? <laughs> the quotations. Every aspect of life has appropriate quotations made around it. Pinball is no exception. Do you have a favorite pinball quote or you could share as a comment or a life quote that's taken your fancy? And anyways, uh, Happy New Year. We got here. They, we did it. We made it to 2021. Okay. Well, so let's see some pinball quotes. Okay. Uh, well, there's a line from an amazing movie from an amazing actor totally in the guru's role. I know, that's not a, it's not a quote. It's a dream monster. There's a quote. Okay. Famous quote, aim for the blinky thing. That's an, also an amazing quote. It's probably an easy fix, says the company that hasn't built anything yet and probably will never make anything. Uh, this, is, this is my favorite one. Okay, so the quote is, every age has its storytelling form. Pinball is part of our culture. Okay, that's kind of a cool quote, right? It's like, oh, well, the original quote from Andy Serkis was, and video gaming is a huge part, but we just changed it to pinball. I hate so, to say it, but bring back Natalie. She was yeah. a little less worse. Now, oh, we didn't even just... talk about Natalie. Oh, we didn't talk about that she's gone? No, that oh, happened. shit. Natalie. Natalie uh, Rip. Yep. They, they, they gave her the boot. She's not on the website anymore. Yeah, see? She's I like not to, here. I like to think that we helped with that. You got Andy. You got Grant. Nobody else has been debuted? You, get, you got Heidi <clears throat> and Barbara and Ian. Andy, Andy without the last name. Yeah, <laughs> he's just, just he's, like, oh, he's like he's Bono. There you go. He's, he's got Bono. Bono, this is Bono, Andy, the musician. Yeah. Oh, wait, and Andy then, Perry, there it is. The Andy editor. Perry, yeah. He's the muso. Uh, and that's right. And then, oh, they're getting a bunch of followers. That's very exciting. Man. Oh, they're get rid of that, Kevin. This is buying tons of followers. There you go. Um, How many? What five, does it say? At 5605. Oh, the numbers are jumping up fast. Yeah. So, how many followers do they have? Like 5,600. Yeah, they so have they more have, than Buffalo Pinball does. Somehow they've they've just you know, they've skyrocketed. Eclipsed, they've eclipsed through. their nearly eight years of well, even going back to 2013, you know, almost ten years of work. They've eclipsed it just like that. It's Ballarama, man. It's, it's amazing. Everybody is so excited about what they're doing. They're, God, they should easily with with you. You think coming the numbers behind it, they should be able to easily sell 300 games with that many followers. You know, at least not easily, yeah. but like you know, they're gonna they're up to a good start because at this pace, they're gonna be up to like twenty thousand mo- followers in a couple months, or or next weekend, if depending on how what their budget is. 
how many likes on the followers post? They got zero comments on that. So they're they're talking about their Facebook following, their their LinkedIn following, not or their uh, Instagram following, not so good. They only have um, they only have three hundred forty three followers, and they're following almost seven hundred people. So that's that's not a good ratio. You know, usually a lot of people will get followed and they'll follow you back, but uh, people see Ballerama and they don't want any part of it. Uh, here, mm-hmm. let me let me jump over to. I kind of want a little part of it, you know. <laughs> 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 oh god they didn't disappoint i didn't know if like we would have something to, to talk about but they yeah. uh they get they keep on delivering i mean yeah. if they weren't making mistakes or saying stupid things we'd have nothing to talk about yeah they're they're up over six thousand now that's amazing amazing oh growth look at that growth almost wow almost like unbelievable growth really well, Kevin, it really puts into question your role in managing our social media, your unpaid yeah, role in managing our social media. We have not seen this kind of growth from you over the years. So what's going on? Look at that engagement, though. They have 6,000 people who like the page, nine likes on this post about how many people. Two of them are Ian Barb. <laughs> Andy. Ian and Barb. They got six here. Uh, Who's encouraging nine? them? They have nine bots that are liking these posts. <laughs> You and now the they bots. don't even have Natalie here to like it anymore. They got rid of Natalie. Nine. There's like nine on everyone. Even the bots don't want a part of that. <laughs> Six. Oh, ten. They got ten. Barbara got ten. And a heart. Look at that. That's engagement right there. I bet Attack gave her the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave the heart? Let's see. Oh, I can't see because I'm not logged in right now. This is the, oh. uh, this is the deep into the show where we just shit on Ballarama. And, and, uh... <laughs> It's everybody's. Oh, that's me uh, trying to troubleshoot the audio set, audio settings earlier. So there you go. <clears throat> there you go. I had multiple people comment about how the Ballerama segment was their favorite last month. So that's for that's for everybody who wrote. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. Comments, Pe- so. People did enjoy that, but yeah. uh, you know the credit really goes to Ballerama. You know, <laughs> they're just they're just they're just throwing uh, watermelons, you know, over home plate, and uh, you know, Kevin and I are just doing the obvious right now. <laughs> we're Gallagher in that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game room updates. I have a, I have a big game room update. It's behind me over here, uh, right there. Got a new game, but it's not a pinball machine. It's a it's an old video game uh, called Discs of Tron, uh, the third of the Tron trilogy. So I had the original Tron arcade cabinet that I got ten plus years ago. I had the the Tron Legacy pinball machine, and now we got Discs of Tron. So it's a, they made a couple versions of Discs of Tron for the arcade. This is an environmental version, you know, the kind that you stand in, but somebody chopped the back of it off, which was not uncommon for the, uh, here I can, if I, if I go big screen here, I can show it to you a little bit better. Um, back in the day, uh, operators chopped the back of it off because the thing was just so massive and heavy and it took up so much space. So I would lo- obviously I'd love to have the environmental version, but it's, again, it's huge, it takes up a lot of space. Um, so this is kind of like the best of both worlds because the environmental version is the one that has the sound with the speech and everything, and it's got extra lights and stuff that light up. The The regular stand-up version doesn't have that, so that's pretty cool. And I, I brought some more stuff to show and tell. Um, so it's a bit of a project. I've got, you can see there's no T-molding on it right now. I've got new T-molding for it. And I started ordering new parts. So there's a site called uh, This Old Game who makes new parts for old, old video games. So this is a, a panel that goes above the joystick that lights up with um, the fluorescent bulb and glows. It looks all cool, so there's that. Uh, what else we got in here? 
we got a new um this will be good because there's bubble wrap by the microphone okay you guys like that Does that sound good yeah so it's a the um lenticular 3d marquee look at that looking good it's like so if you've seen the 3d pinball translate that's the uh that has a similar effect where you can kind of hit have some uh, some depth to it there uh, i ordered a bunch more stuff from them like new side art and the the bezel and and stuff like that uh, the control panel uh overlay needs to be redone so i need to do that but the, all that stuff was out of stock so you got to wait for him to get around to to running it so the was the marquee expensive it made good wall art so it was a uh, hundred dollars for the for the marquee which that's the other thing i was like this is kind of a project uh, i have to buy some stuff but then i totaled up all the, the stuff that i had to buy and it was like 600 bucks <laughs> it was like man pinball really makes everything else like really cheap <laughs> even with like all new side art and everything for the cabinet is only like it's like 600 dollars. it's crazy freaking pinball um so there you go i've got got that uh what else do we got i've been playing some video games over over break i played through all of halo infinite which was amazing highly recommended it didn't really hook me at first but when it got to the open world part of it uh really really uh just sat there and played it for 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 hours on end and it's been a while since i played a game like that so that was really fun um i got guardians of the galaxy for the playstation 5 so i've been playing that um fun game it's it's not overly complicated or anything like that but if you like the guardians you'll you'll dig that this is one of those new copies from gamestop where they take it out of the packaging and sell it to you as new even though they've already opened it up so thank you uh to gamestop on that uh i got cruising blast for the switch if you remember the old cruising usa games or cruising world uh this is the updated version of that um it's like the arcade version cruising blast but there's more to it there's tons of unlockables and things like that so um been really enjoying that and i got super mario world 3d world but i got this for bowser's fury because i had already played um super mario world 3d world on the wii u but bowser's fury is new so i grabbed that so I've been, been doing a lot of video gaming. Also been doing some reading. There's so much show and tell for you guys this, this, this month. Um, this book was awesome. It's called uh, Missile Commander, A Journey to the Top of an Arcade Classic. Uh, this is by Tony Temple of ArcadeBlogger.com. Uh, he's also from an excellent podcast if you're into retro video games or um, you know, like early, late 70s, early 80s pinball um check it out it's called the ted dabney experience they get uh great interviews with folks from like atari and uh some of the classic game uh companies from back then um but he does this this book is really good i wasn't really that into missile command but i was like oh, i'll give it a shot i really like his blog and his podcast and uh it, it's it's kind of a two-part book where it tells the the history of missile command and the development of the game but also his personal journey with it he ended up becoming like the, the all-time uh high score uh, he got the all-time high score on, on on missile command and there's if you ever heard of like mr awesome <laughs> from the retro video game scene he's in here this i should have uh flagged the part where he talks about mr awesome but mr awesome like he was claiming to be the, the number one person in missile command and was trying to ride that to fame and like it had like pornos made it was it's crazy so like stuff you would never expect out of a video game book so i finished that one already would highly recommend and uh the other one i'm reading is once upon atari 
with uh from Howard Scott Warshaw. He's the guy who made Yara's Revenge, but also made the infamous ET for the Atari 2600. So uh, uh, he's a, he's a real creative mind, and it's a very entertaining book. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that so far too. So there you go. That's that's all my show and tell for this month from from the game room. So some hopefully some good recommendations there. Definitely check out of all that. I, I think I enjoyed Missile Commander uh, the best. So check out Missile Commander. Would highly recommend. Okay, Nick, what's up with you and your game room? So I think um, it's like future stuff, right? So I, I I decided to pull the trigger on Cactus Canyon. I know, I know we talked about it a couple Ooh, months yeah. ago, and my thinking has kind of changed on it where I'm like, I, I kind of really want that game. I remember when I first got into pinball, that game always looked really cool to me. Like, And... Um, I like the idea of my next pinball purchase being, uh, you know, that world under glass feeling that, you know, Williams delivers on better than anybody else. I like, like I'm into like Western kind of themes in, in general, like low key, low key stuff, but um, the, the theme checks the box for me. And then, man, it's like this $8,000 game from, you know, compared to all these other games that are coming out with rising pricing, um, Chicago, was it coin op? Chicago gaming. Yeah. Chicago gaming. I mean, they've, they've been putting out, um, you know, their, their quality is up there. So, and then the final thing that made me decide to get that is I, you know, I heard that Josh Sharp and Lyman are going to be doing their version of the rules because, you know, Cactus Canyon is a game that was unfinished. So Chicago gaming, my understanding is that they have a version where they kind of, kind of completed it. And then Lyman and Josh Sharp are, are going to have their version of it, which is a separate purchase. Now, that's like the best of everything, right? Like that's like a Williams game with like the Williams charm and also like some modern sensibility in terms of what we expect rules to be. And I I I I, I, I like posted on that that pin side thread about what people I forget what my question was, but what people thought about um you know, Josh and Lyman work on the rules and Josh is like, he messaged me there that day. He's like, he's like, you doubt me and Lyman. And uh, <laughs> I was like, listen, man, I was like, I just don't want to drop eight grand like that. If like somebody who, you know, looks at rules and is a rules nerd to an extent. And at this point in, you know, pinball playing, I don't want a game that's going to be super easy. I'll be bored with. And he's just like, he's like, look, he's like, all I can say is that this is going to be a game that, Lyman and I are going to be proud to have in our basements. And I was like, that's all I need to know. All right, <laughs> let's do it. Let's get that game. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at right now. So I don't, I don't know when that's happening or, or when I'll get it. I'm not in a, in a hurry per se, because the other thing is I, I just started a new job um, this past week and uh, my life is going to be upside down for a while. I, I'm going to be working out of town for like a month. Um, so you'll, like my whole streaming on Fridays, which is always in flux. I don't, I don't know when that's going to come back, if and when. Bro, we're actually going to be out in Ro- so I'm working out in Rochester. Um, bro is going to think what we could do. Bro, so we're going to go out to James next Thursday, and then uh, maybe some other uh, Rochester collectors uh, for the next few weeks. So I'm just trying to figure things out. Um, it's all good. I'm treating myself to a pinball machine in celebration of the of the new gig, but uh, yeah, life's life's a little crazy. So I'm exhausted right now. Except when we talk about Ballarama, I seem to find a lot of energy. <laughs> that's, that's your passion. I, yeah, I can't, I, can I, 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 I can't help it. 
So I'm just well, trying to I'm just trying to manage everything that's going on. So if an attack from Mars came out in 75, 76, that would make Cactus Canyon like 79, right? That's about when that game came out. Yeah, I would say <laughs> yeah, it came out three years later, but that's a normal time. So I don't know what Ian's time if you like subtract or divide <laughs> yeah. or I have no idea. Yeah. The uh so I was actually on an interested list for uh, Cactus Canyon 2. And when the pricing got announced, and the, they, were, they weren't very clear about like when the Lyman code would come out and how much it would cost and when it did. So those are between, I, it was also like, <clears throat> it was like $8,000 for like a 90s game. Uh, I, was, I was hoping for more like the uh, Attack from Mars pricing but obviously everything's gone up. So when the pricing came out, I was like, eh. And, it, you know, it could be years before you see the code and who knows how much it's going to be when it comes out. So that's why I... Yeah, you could sell the game in like, a, if you wait, you buy for 8000 sell the game by the end of next year for like $11,000. You know, <laughs> right. like you're not going to, it's like, you're not going to get hurt on this. Right. Yeah. So th that's why I pulled out. You're welcome, Chicago. I, like, I just helped you sell a bunch more games. You're welcome. I was like, I was great. I, I will look forward to coming to your house and playing in your house. So that'll, that'll that's be right. Fun. That's the best of both worlds. It's it is. No, it is a thing. Like, I don't like buying the same games you have. Like, yeah. I don't mind. I mean, if the game's great, I obviously want it. But it's just like I do take in consideration what you get. And it's like, OK, was there another game where I kind of like almost as much or, or, or whatever? And, and like, I'll get steered in that direction. You know, we could try to try to diversify a little bit. That's right. It doesn't do you and I any good to have like like all the same games, right? There's no <laughs> winning like, in that. You can play my games anytime you, like, oh, you want. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like Nick. You call me up. I want to come over. Like, go nuts. All right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then it makes it exciting when I go over. I'm like, oh man, I can play Black Knight and uh, you know all these games that I don't. Uh, Deadpool. You know all these games not, I don't have a chance to play all the time. And and <laughs> not so much about that. <laughs> uh. Nuovan buys all the games that I've bought. He had he had a Grand Lizard. He had a Space Shuttle. Uh, what else? He had a bun bunch of other ones. So if it's not the games that I've had, he's buying the games that you had because he's got a Deadpool. And, Who's that? Uh, uh, that's Small Town. Small Town. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that's why we invited him on the stream team because he has a good taste in pinball. Yeah, that's true. I agree. All right. I think I think that's, that's going to do it for this month. What do you say? solid podcast, i think right? i think it's solid i think it's yeah. solid i can't wait to get this up on youtube and uh read the comments you know <laughs> it's gonna be good especially yeah. the ballerama part that's all you're here for come on yeah um everyone subscribe to the ballerama thread on Pinside. <laughs> but i do have time i'm active in that thread that's a yeah. we had some comments in discord saying that was the most active anybody's seen you on facebook or on Pinside in a while i'm just dude i'm done <laughs> I'm just like, this is just like, I, I have zero tolerance for this kind of bullshit. I really do. Yeah. I, 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 and that Paul Ram was total bullshit. And it's, all, I mean, it's also hilarious, but, you know. <laughs> it's good. Every, it's, a, it's a warning signal to everybody out yeah. there. Do not back their game don't it's it. never gonna stop dude We're, we'll be doing this podcast five years from now and there's gonna be another Paul Ram there's gonna be another Deep Root. Like, what, what, when is it ever gonna stop? Never, never. There's always Correct. gonna be the next the next Ballerama, Deep Root, uh, who else? Uh, Skippy, uh, Zidware, you know, and on and on and on. There's enough delusional people. What's interesting about Ballerama is they're delusional people without money. I'm always a little more interested in delusional people who have money because obviously they had to at least do some things right. Well, actually, Robert just stole and committed crime. So that, I guess that theory goes out the window, right? 
All he, right. he, he's a master manipulator, if nothing else. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, and, I guess you can steal money, you know, but and you get caught. So, anyways. Yep. Just like Elizabeth that, Holmes. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's going to jail. Ooh, Robert. It's going to happen to Robert. Robert's going to go Robert. to jail, too. You're going you're gonna to be hanging out with Elizabeth. Yeah, you can talk about single drops of blood in pinball machines. Yeah, you know what? There's um, here's here's a a tip to somebody who wants to do pinball content. Like, look, there's a million stupid, like not stupid, but like it's stupid how many like podcasts there are in this like niche hobby, right? And and it's just too like compared to the amount of people in the hobby per podcast, it's it's kind of insane. But what would be interesting is is uh documenting um documenting deep root, right? have a nice like consolidated 10 episode thing where like they did with like Elizabeth Holmes, like professionally done, well thought out doc document that that's a good story for pinball. It's a Blueberry good cautionary tale. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's great, man. God bless that guy. <laughs> he's in it. He's good. Yeah. There's a, All there's right. a good, before we wrap up, there's a good comment in chat. And I want to just ask you about it. What was up with you walking that dog? Oh, that's my uh, <laughs> sister's. That's my sister's dog, Oliver, and I was like, take a picture. I'll send it to I'll send it to Martha or get it posted somehow. And uh yeah, dude, her her dog is just exactly why I don't have dogs. Like I go over <laughs> her house and that thing's like jumping. It's like a it's like it jumps in the air at her. And then I put I was like, let me take him for a walk because I wanted to go for a walk. I was coming back to Buffalo that day. And that dog just like starts running up ahead constantly in this leash and he's like strangling himself. It's just so dumb. And then he stops and he eats like shit, like from some other dog. It's just like, this is great. I could see. Yeah. How fun Sign is this? Sign me up for a dog. Yeah. I'll come over and walk him. Is he a good boy? I, I think my, uh, he's, he's a cute dog, man. He's a cute dog. He's like the kind of thing where it's like, I'll go over and visit my sister and go for a walk. And he's like, you want to put him on the leash? I'll walk him around. And that's it. That's it. That's cool. He's a good boy, though. There you go. He's in right. bite or bark. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned next Thursday. Brody Even Pinball is coming back. We're going to be playing Godzilla LE with our friend yeah. James and Ben. We're really looking forward to that. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to schedule some other uh, Rochester. We're going to get Rochester Pinball for the month. We're rebranding re for the month. And uh, bro is off of hiatus. That's right. Hiatus is over. Yeah. We, it was a nice. It was, did you have a nice little break? I did. Yeah, pinball. Good, good holiday. Uh, good. Chilling. Lots of video games. Lots of reading. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready to get on stream and play some pinball. It'll be fun to go. I love I love going to James and playing his games. Like, yeah, they got they got awesome collections out there. So yeah, they're good right. guys. If we're, until next month, have a good time, and uh, we will see you on the rest of the streams. All right, All right. take care. Take it easy. Bye, guys.